invite you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. I'd like to welcome my guest along today. Her name is Adrienne Gulliver. Welcome, Adrienne. Thank you, Mandy. Now, Adrienne is um, a personalised uh, consultant of human behaviour and human potential. She's also an international speaker and she's also the designer of the bully victim model, which we'll get into in a little while because that's really fascinating and I think it's um, it's very topical at the moment. So, Adrienne, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, where can I start? How long have you got, Mandy? How <laughs> We've got 30 minutes. Listen's got to listen to. Um, this particular journey that I started on, um, obviously initially started as a nurse. My background was in emergency medicine for a number of years. Uh, children take over as they think they do for most of us, whether you're male or female. And so I went into my mothering years and it was really relevant that I spent time with my son and obviously it meant that the work that I chose had to be um, within school hours and um, trying to get as many school holidays off as I could but that was really impossible when you're a single mum. So it was a lovely juggle um, but I think those skills as a single mum gives you the, the fortitude to just give things a go you have to move outside of your comfort zone um, I also had the opportunity as a nurse to be a shareholder and a project manager for four accident medical clinics in New Zealand so this is back quite a number of years so that's sort of my past and what's developed from there is um, my sister had the loss of her husband mm-hmm. um, uh, death uh, grips us all yeah. this was a an accident that happened in 2005. He was the pilot. His plane crashed, uh, leaving my sister to raise five boys. But the grief and the sudden withdrawal of somebody that you love spiralled both herself and the family into what we call grief. My journey then as a person with some medical experience was to look at how I could help my family member with um, grief. What we found was that the medical model that's currently in use um, and other processes just w- w- that wasn't able to get her out of that deep pit of grief. And I know those listeners that have um, experienced that themselves would find, you know, they've, mm-hmm. they've had the same. They've had relatives that are still experiencing grief. So I went on a journey to look for an answer to grief and I found that in 2007 uh, with Dr. John Martini. Um, I was surprised that I was able to find something because I've been looking for so long. And actually, Mandy, you introduced me to um, Dr. John Martini. <laughs> That's so right. There yes. you go. Yeah. Um, and from that journey, I've now gone along and trained in this methodology to help people resolve their grief quite completely. What I didn't realise is that the same methodology can help in many other ways. So uh, it's launched me into a career now for the last 10 years, uh, looking and helping people with when they're stuck, when they're overwhelmed, when they're in loss, and um, I love the work. Yeah, it's so powerful, this work. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. So you've told us a little bit about how you got started, but what actually keeps you there? What keeps you inspired by the work that you're doing? Yeah, it's another great question, Mindy. Um, 
It really is. There's something that I, I'm quite enthused when I do personalised consulting, which means everyone's unique. We've got our own take on things. So because our mum criticised us, someone will take it differently than somebody else. So that's why it's personalised service. And when you're working with someone, there's an enthusiasm I have to actually sit down with them. And that would be by via Skype, via phone, um, you know, face-to-face. And I know that that energy and that enthusiasm I have to sit with them has to do with what we actually end up working on and it's really quite cool to reveal people have their own answers but they don't know it so to answer your question in a roundabout way I know that my own energy and my enthusiasm has a lot to do with the people I get to work with and what they end up coming up with so I'm not sure if that's helped but that keeps me going. It's it's a perfect answer and now you're also an international speaker now and you're spending time in um, quite a few different countries so how has that been an adjustment for you? The time zone adjustment is quite challenging. I recently returned from Sydney and I will be heading off to South Africa on Thursday for three weeks. Um, What you will find is when you are enthused and you have the energy, you find you get off the plane, you head to your hotel, your bags are unpacked and you just get straight into work. And um, it's wonderful working with different cultures, uh, with the Zulu culture, with the African, well, the number of tribes that there are there, um, the the lovely mix that's there. Then, of course, you come to Australia and just amongst all the states, these are different cultures there and, of course, in New Zealand. So um, for me... I find the journey around the globe, we actually all have similar wishes and dreams, Mm. no matter what our culture is. It seems to be so true. And are we lucky now with Skype and Zoom and all of those things that we're able to consult all around the world as well? It's just amazing what technology's done with us. So you juggle a lot of things in your life. How do you do it? Is that the $20 million question? Well, I think that we, women I perceive, are well known to juggle multiple things at once. But as we know, our head will get overwhelmed. And I was just talking with a client um, yesterday, and she has got multiple business streams coming through. She's also managing some health challenges. She's also managing uh, relationship issues and things like that. So I think, for me, I would suggest for people that when there is a number of issues to address, just pick one. Just work on one thing. Make one step. And I know you think your people will proceed, but it's not going to sort it out. Yes, it will. Just taking that one step forward and working on one issue, one problem, um, whether it's to go down to the bank and sort out an overdraft, whatever it is, just pick one thing to achieve. You'll have a sense of achievement, obviously, at the end of the day, and you'll be surprised at how quickly you'll get through everything. That's such great advice because so often we sit down with an enormous to-do list and then we just sit there in half an hour going, I don't know which direction to go in. And so just taking one thing is so valuable. Um, Now, you are currently working on the bully victim model Mm. that we mentioned before. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because this seems really fascinating to me. I know many of you as you mentioned earlier in the introduction, it's quite topical. And we tend to have the 
uh, stories about bullying coming up in the media when someone has died, when someone has perished and chosen to commit suicide because of the challenges, whether it's cyberbullying or bullying at the, in the workplace or bullying um, in school. Um, so you're right. So it does flare up. The, the The challenge for me was when I was consistently seeing these issues flaring up, I wasn't seeing a number of measures we could used to help remedy the bullying. Uh, My son was actually bullied whilst he was at primary school. He was bullied at intermediate. He was bullied at high school. So that gave me a driving force of how can I solve this for parents and for the children involved. And that was the driving force to um, look at this bully victim model. The bully victim model is probably, I would say, 360 degrees away from what we're currently doing. <laughs> so That's putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm currently working with a preschool and a primary school here in New Zealand, and there is a high school based in Johannesburg who are ready to embrace this because they've tried so many things. Um, so they're willing to give something else a go. It's a shame that we come to that, but my bully victim model is 360 degrees opposite to what currently is happening and the way that we address the bullying and assisting those that have been victimised. Well, maybe um, I'd love to get you back another time so that we can actually talk a little bit more in depth about that. I think that that would be great, Mandy, because it is quite different and there are many steps and tips that they can use. Listeners can start straight away um, with the bully victim model. I know that you're you're very familiar with it as well because we've shared this and we've discussed it and Mandy's helped me out um, work out some of the kinks um, in the bully victim model and also given me lots of insights. So, yeah, I'd love to. We can sit out here and share it with the the listeners it'll be great i think it's just so valuable so good luck with that and i know that you're getting fantastic results from from the schools that you've currently got it in which is really encouraging and also um very empowering for for both the bully and the victim isn't it now that's a fine point mandy's just pointed out it's empowering for both Mm. because we tend to throw the bully away Mm. and um it's quite a shift when we start working with the bully victim model how we can actually empower both people Brilliant. Okay, we look forward to hearing more. Now, do you have a a guiding principle or um, or a theme for your life that um, sort of sits your brand sort of sits on? Well, I'm going to borrow the tagline um, from Nike, and they said just do it. So to go on with my just make one step, work on one thing, I would say to people just do it, just do it. As you take a step forward, you can actually start working out. Um, other issues that you need to resolve but just do it so my tagline at the moment is just do it give it a go that's brilliant so simple easy to remember nike got it so yeah yeah. and do you have a new pair of running shoes to help you (laughs) as well not yet (laughs) Um, we're going to take a little break and we're going to listen to a song which i love which is the sky full of stars by coldplay so we'll be back with you soon thank you mandy Sky, cause you're a sky full of stars. 
Don't you just love Coldplay? Oh, I know you love it too. <laughs> it's my favourite. I've been driving everybody nuts with it for months now. Um, so I want to welcome back Adrienne Gulliver from AdrienneGulliver.com and she has been sharing with us some really interesting things about how we can empower ourselves. So Adrienne, what has been the best advice that you've received or maybe you wished you'd given yourself? Ah, okay. Best advice, uh, you read through social media a lot of stories about aged people and how they, uh, they, they want to be able to say they have no regrets. Mm. So I know that seems to come at the end of our death, but it would be really quite cool if we, and I live with that motto, motto of having no regrets now. Um, so when I look back at past events, I look at, okay, um, what did I regret in that particular incident and maybe the listeners are similar to me that person that I really shouldn't have dated but I did (laughs) and stayed with way too long so maybe it's just me or maybe the listeners can allude to that and 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 get a sense of um, experiencing that so when you go back and look through the no regrets what I tend to ask myself is so if that hadn't happened what would kind of be the downsides Mm. and I find that quickly pops up for me Um, actually it was completely fine the way it was because it got me to where I am now all of those past challenges got me to where I am now so my big motto is and I'm going to grab it from the social media um, the social media feeds that we get is to live with no regrets but live with no regrets now Wow, I love that. Live with no regrets now. So that is, for those of you listening to this, you might be women in business that are are thinking about building or thinking about expanding your business. Maybe if you have the live with no regrets now motto, um, then maybe might make it easier to take that first step. Well, it it does because often our pains of our past um, dictate our future. So if you can turn around and look at whatever you perceive are pains of the past. I also like the cat and carrot and stick Mm -hmm. analogy where sometimes we need to dangle something in front of us that is just so pleasurable that we will endure pain to get there. And then sometimes we need the stick at the other end um, to kick us along. So sometimes we need an experience to be that painful to actually get us moving. As you can see, I keep pushing this movement thing, don't I? (laughs) So it's either the carrot or the stick. So one of those is going to work in some way for you. That's brilliant. Sometimes I say I can be my own worst employee and I can also be my own worst boss as well. So I totally understand that, that analogy. Now, what is something that you wish that you had done years ago to assist yourself or to make change or just anything like that? Ah, to make change or something that to assist. You know, I have so many things that and plans that I want to do in the future that, again, when I think back, I'm not sure if I had tried to do it another way, it would have worked out. So I think there may be that no regrets motto mm-hmm. coming through. Yeah. And um, sure, I'm thinking I would love to have more time, maybe some of the technology that we now have. But the technology worked back then. Pen and paper worked you know, and you got close to people and you talked more to the communities and things like this. And now our reach is wider, but I think it was all actually fine. So I don't know if I could really answer that question as well. (laughs) Well, I think we were actually quite lucky because we're spanning from a time where I'm showing my age now where we, um, there was no, um, there were no mobile phones. And then of course now we've all got computers, iPads, mobile phones, 
some who travel have got two of them mm. and so we are really technology we're, we're just so surrounded by it that sometimes it's almost hard to think isn't yeah. it yeah. yeah so now I love to ask this question because when you go outside of your comfort zone amazing things happen right yes so when what's one thing you've done to go out of your comfort zone um aside from talking on the radio today <laughs> Um, what is one thing that you've done to, um, yeah, to literally push your comfort zone out a little bit? Okay, one thing. I, uh, I reckon, well, definitely that, well, on a daily basis, we're kind of pushing our comfort zone. Sometimes we don't even want to get out of bed. So sometimes you have to do the countdown, five, four, three, two, one, go, mm-hmm. and get out of bed. Um, going to buy something new, going to look at something new, um, uh, making a call to somebody who you've just been introduced to, um, asking somebody out on a date. I seem mm-hmm. to be bringing this back to dating again. I know. Is there another story <laughs> there? <laughs> um, all of those take us out of our comfort zone. So you're asking for one thing. Oof, oof. That is very challenging to do. Well, I could ask you a different in a different way. Like when you had a setback, whether it was business or personal, how did you cope and what did you learn as a result? Ah, great. I pulled in, I'm just thinking of one in particular, I pulled in multitudes of people. I accessed friends that I knew had information that was relevant, if they were legally minded, financially minded, um, personal development minded. I grabbed a multitude of people and maybe and moved out of the comfort zone. I had to actually ask for help. Mm. Because people don't. So when you're a business, uh, if there's a business challenge, if there's a child challenge, when my son was sick, I actually had to reach out and extend and ask people for help. And it's amazing the response you get. You get a lot of rejection. There is that. (laughs) People say no. Mm -hmm. But um, it's amazing the response you can get uh, from people. So just ask. Just ask. Mm-hmm. Just, just do it and just, just ask. ask. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. And that can go in so many different ways. Even mm-hmm. for women in business, sometimes they don't just ask for the sale as well. And so it's actually, um, it's a great um, verb to put it the, you know, the a bit of an action, um, an action word for um, for getting you to move again as well yeah no just ask great brilliant now i've just come back from sydney doing one of your courses Mm -hmm. um and you were teaching the master model would you like to tell us a little bit more about that um we've just got a few minutes and just do a little bit of an overview because i personally got a lot out of it and i'd love for others to know about it too the master model is about self-mastery And no matter what area you're in, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what age, we have the opportunity to self-master ourselves. No one's going to get out of bed to look after you as much as you are going to get out of bed and do that. The master model was designed uh, to assist people with that. For example, if I'll break it down very briefly because I know we'll be short on time, but the M for master Uh, is about marketing and modelling. And modelling, we're not talking about the catwalk, although I'm sure we'll be completely fine if people wanted to walk down the catwalk (laughs) in our seminar. What we're talking about is an idea, something that you love doing, um, a concept that you have, and we have all these ideas floating around. And when we model them, it's taking those ideas out of our mind and putting them into paper and then structuring it in such a way that your ideas then become reality. Nice. We pop that on paper, we work it, and then all of a sudden you realise you become the expert of your own model. 
and you are the expert. You designed this, hence the reason the bully victim model. I've become the expert because I actually designed this. People may challenge your model, people may be supportive of the model, but you're actually the author of it. And that's the beginning of mastery, taking our ideas out of our mind, putting it onto paper and modelling how that looks. There are some steps to go through and processes, and I'm sure Mandy and I would love to share that at another time, <laughs> um, a process of how to become an expert in that area. We also are looking at gratitude, and people talk about appreciation. So the A of master is uh, for appreciation and gratitude. Too often we only appreciate what we consider the good things. We're wanting us to look at, well, you're only looking at 50% of your life. Why don't we start looking at the blessings of those challenges and appreciate that? Then you actually get to appreciate 100% of your life. So we work on that. So there are other steps and, um, yes, it's an exciting um, opportunity for people to actually take a hold of their own lives and master that. Is the S for selling or sales okay. or anything like that? Okay. The S is actually for speaking people. Um, and we, the, the greatest fear, well, the fear that they've listed that most people um, struggle with is the fear of public speaking. And so we introduce you to the microphone. Uh, we put the attendees through something that can be quite challenging for them, um, but they all make it. And the fear of working with a mic and actually hearing their own voice disappears. That is completely empowering. That's very, very cool. Um, the tier is about thinking. As we said, we're getting it thoughts to paper and we go through a number of exercises there. E is for empowerment and we discuss where you are in the world and where you are looking to go. And then R is about return. It's about the money. Brilliant. Show us the money. Show us the money, honey. That's <laughs> that's it. And women in business need to um, need to embrace the money as yeah. much as every other part of their business because they're so it's so good at giving, and it's great that they actually get something back in return. So, what's the most remarkable thing about? what you do and who you are now I know this can be a little tricky question so um, but we know if we don't value who we are then others won't so don't be shy but just what was one thing that you really love about yourself that's remarkable and I keep asking this question because obviously this is Remarkable Woman Radio but I want people to really begin to own who they are and it can be just a little thing or a big thing but just to have that appreciation about themselves, I think, is really wise. I have an intuitive sense of problem solving. Mm, nice. And it's no matter the problem. Uh, for example, I worked with a client who had lost 2.5 million Australian dollars. Or problem solving with someone who's being dumped. Again, I'm mentioning this relationship component. I think we can all relate to it because <laughs> we're all in a relationship with something. Something. <laughs> yeah. um, or it could be uh, somebody who just doesn't know where to go next in regards to their career, they've finished their studies. So the intuitive sense comes in as you start working with someone and they don't actually realise they already have all the answers. So how cool is it? You actually already do have the answers and a lot of people cross that out. So my role then I perceive is to identify the actual problem and then we look for solutions. I know problems and solutions have been around for a long time, but there is an intuitive sense or knowing that I perceive that I can bring to people and um, open them up and I'm guided by that. 
So that would be, if you ask what was remarkable, um, I love that opportunity to identify problems and work with solutions. That's brilliant. And, of course, we can only really access our own intuition when we're in a fairly balanced mind state, uh, mindset. Aren't, is that right? You're right. Um, there is a mathematical ratio for um, being able to problem solve and it has to do with your emotions. As we all know that when we're really excited, we sometimes tip over and we fall over and we injure ourselves because we actually didn't see what was right in front of us. And when we're spiraling down, you're right, again, sometimes we can't see what's right in front of us and we can't see all the support around. So finding the solutions is relevant when you're actually sitting in a, this lovely balance ratio, but most of us aren't. Mm. So hence, I suggest... We just reach out, ask for help, ask for assistance to help us to get to that place so you can actually see your own solutions. Brilliant. Now, Adrian, how do people find you? Ah, um, website, um, I don't know if everyone else is like me, but I tend to check people out on websites as well and find out about companies and what people are doing. My website is adriangulliver.com. Gulliver is in Gulliver's Travels. Um, you'll see a bit about me. Actually, it's a long story about me. <laughs> I'm not sure if many people get a chance to read all the way through it. You'll just grab the bits that you're interested in and the services I provide. And I have a blog there on um, assisting you with gluten intolerance and what you can do to actually remove that. I talk a little bit about the bully victim. I share with you the grief with my father passing a few years ago. And um, so there's, there's an opportunity there for listeners to have a look, grab some insights, also to contact me because I love to offer people a discovery session, which is completely free of charge so we can unravel some of the problems. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today, Adrian. So that's adriangulliver.com is where you can find her. And, um, and that is all we've got time for today. So thank you so much for joining me. again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash remarkable woman. We'll see you then.